0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie live.
1: It is the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie live. It's a uh, 5 well it's about 6 minutes after 5 in our nation's capital and in Columbus, Ohio, which is the uh, Capital of Ohio. So we have two capital cities. Capital of America, capital of Ohio, and we are simulcasting today. Don Crow is away from the microphone, so I have the distinct honor and privilege of guest hosting for him, while at the same time hosting my program in Columbus, Ohio, Bob Bernie Live. And my telephone number on this Friday afternoon is 877 bob live 877-262-5483. 877 262 Thank you for allowing me to be your host today. And it's Friday. We open the phones wide open on Fridays, and we're going to begin by going to Alexandria, Virginia. And uh, we have the privilege of talking to Patricia. Hi, Patricia. You're going to start off the hour. Thank you for calling What Is On Your Heart and Mind. Okay,
2: hi. I've called before, and I did, I love to hear you when you come on and sit in for Don Crow. I'm so proud of you. I, I'm i a Christian, and I'm a black Christian. That comes after the Christian. I love Jesus. The Amen. other part of it is, is I love it with the boldness that you have, that you're in this area, DMV area, and you speak the truth. I love it. And the young lady that called in, tell her, just keep on doing what she Keep on working with those children, loving them. I, I, I wear a T-shirt. <laughs> I wear a T-shirt, and my T-shirt says "Take back the rainbow," mm. and I wear it all the time. I wear it out, and people—they don't say anything. They just look at me. They just look because they're scared to say anything. But you're bold, and I appreciate the boldness. I, I, we, we, we as Christians should not be stepping back. And I love it that you tell the truth. I went through, and I love what you did about the cities. I went through those cities too, and I couldn't. I was trying to figure out, okay, are they all Democrat? The worst cities, and then and and see, you didn't go far like I did. I was trying to see, okay, which ones are black, because I've done all of this. And see, I used to be on the other side where I hated white people, mm. but when God came into my heart, Amen. He said, you know, you, you got to love everyone. And so when I hear people, usually black people, and see, I don't, I'm not, I'm not around a lot of white, but when I hear black people. I said, wait a minute, did you tell me that you love God or is it that you love, is your color? Wh- which one is it? Because God loves all of us. We're all, we're all made in his image. And so I have a time. My kids are always like, Oh, here she goes. This. And I'm out, I'm out there talking all the time, but I love you. I appreciate you. And you just keep talking, talking his word and being bold, bold because you're bold here in this area, and I love it. That's all I wanted to say. God bless you. And I love President Trump. I'm praying for him. (laughs) Well,
1: Patricia, God bless you. Now, I learned a long time ago never, ever to ask a woman her age. But I will (laughs) ask you, how long have you been saved? How long have you been walking with Jesus?
2: Okay. Okay, I've been walking with Jesus for, let me see, 40-some years. I'm 78. And I, and when I hear people call in and I hear them talking craziness, you know, I grew up where I couldn't go in the front doors. I mm-hmm. grew up where people knocked my brother's front teeth out. I grew up with people that oh. I grew up hating. So so but but when I came into Jesus and I fell in love with Him, you see, you can't say you love Jesus and hate your brother mm-hmm. in Christ. So that that's where I am. So yeah, I'm 78 and love the Lord, and I just appreciate you. I appreciate the young lady that called in. Don't back up. Don't 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 be afraid. Don't back up. You should stand for Jesus and keep on teaching those children. Keep on teaching
1: You all, you know what, I Patricia? Do. The next what? time, the next time Don can't be there, I think maybe they should have you host the show. <laughs> maybe I'll. Maybe I'll suggest that to the management of WAVA. Have Patricia fill in. God bless you, sweet sister. God bless you. you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. You as well. God bless you. Now, folks, that is the answer to racism. It's Jesus. Now, that dear woman is my sister, I'm white, kind of a light white, Uh, and and there is my sister is black, but we are brother and sister because the ground is level at the cross. This is the answer. So, uh, Patricia, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. What an encouragement. All right, let's go back to the phones, and uh, Annandale, Virginia, Dee is on the line. Dee, thank you so much for calling, and welcome. Thank you so much. How are you today? I am blessed far beyond what I deserve, Dee. I am very, very blessed. Likewise.
3: Uh, I have a question for you. I know that this may be off the track from some of the other topics today, but... I have been wondering about this because it's it's been discussed a lot lately by pastors, and I just wondered. Uh, the book of Enoch has been on my mind a lot, and I just wondered it's not in the Bible. I, I heard that it used to be, and uh, I understand from hearing quotations from the book, there's a lot of just a lot of rich information in there that I never knew, and that. Uh, I can't really find on such a parallel level in in any other part of Scriptures, and yet it seems to parallel the Scriptures. Um, Is there anything, however, in it that is unbiblical? Do you have any idea why it was taken out of the Bible, and do you think it should be put back in?
1: Well, number one, it was never officially accepted by the Church in general as part of the canon of scripture. There were some oh, really? who believed there were some who believed it was but it was no. And here's the bottom line for me, D. I, I I believe in a sovereign God who des- desperately desired to communicate with his people. I really do. I believe right. that God wanted us to know everything that he wanted us to know, and so he gave us the Bible. If the book right. of Enoch was part of the canon of Scripture and inspired like the books of the Bible are, the 66 books of the Bible, then I am absolutely confident that God would have had led church leaders through the centuries to include it in the canon of Scripture. It would not be hidden. It wouldn't be controversial. It would be easily accessible to all of us because I believe that's what God wants with His Word. So if i really do believe that god wants to communicate with us then i cannot accept that an obscure book that has never fully been accepted is inspired by god and should take its place inside the canon of scripture that Did said you have the are
3: opportunity there opportunity to read the book did you ever have the, I'm just curious? No, the, uh, up I've, I've, read bits,
1: I've read bits and pieces of it through the years, but have I read all of it? No. No? I think the
3: reason that I'm sort of puzzled, there's a little of it that's quoted in the book of Jude in the New Testament.
1: Sure. Yeah, I, I, so I don't... I'm a
3: little puzzled.
1: Uh, well, um, that doesn't surprise me, but that doesn't prove that it belongs mm. in Scripture. I think there is, I think there are probably interesting historical facts that we could learn from the book of Enoch. But the, but the ultimate question, I believe in, in the technical term is the plenary verbal inspiration of Scripture, which simply means every single word in the Bible was inspired by the Spirit of God. Second okay. Timothy three sixteen says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God it is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness etc etc etc. All right, right. So, do is there any way I can believe that God in His infinite wisdom would have allowed a part of His inspired Word? not to make it into the canon of Scripture. There's nothing that conv- can convince me of that, D, If it was supposed yeah. to be there, it would be there yeah i guess
3: i'm going through kind of a, a self conflict about that on my own and yet there's so much uh information about the um uh, the nephilim and, and what's the other one the, the rechem i think they're called rafiem uh, and the, the nephilim yeah, yeah. Refium, right yeah and what their um and and how they differed uh which didn't seem to me to be adequately explained in other parts of the Bible, because I didn't realize until
1: well, I heard little bits from Enoch but, but, that
3: there's a difference yeah, but, between but the D, fallen
1: angels but, and the demons. But but, but D, D, I am not going to allow a a an obscure book that has never been accepted by the church as a whole to compete with Scripture. I the, okay. the Word of God is enough for me. That's that's okay. enough, and I don't need or even desire an obscure book that is very, very controversial. Uh, it, By the way, it's three books, actually, the book of Enoch, and never accepted. So I would be very careful and cautious, D, mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing should compete with the canon of Scripture, the 66 books of the Bible that we right. know to be the Word of God. All
3: right. Okay, you said three books, three books yeah. of, of Enoch?
1: Yes, three. And well, and three books. Three punished. books are traditionally attributed to Enoch. Uh, Enoch, first Enoch, second or? Enoch, th- third Enoch, and and I got to go. I'm way over time, and we're oh, simulcasting dear. today, so I oh, okay. really got to go. Interesting well, topic. So much. Well, thank you, D. I appreciate it. God bless you. All right, we're over time. We need to take a break. But we'll be back. Hey, it is Open Phone Friday. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. 877-BOB-LIVE.
0: Today's news, God's Word and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie
1: Live. and welcome back to Bob Bernie live on this Friday afternoon. Welcome to you in Washington DC, welcome to you in Columbus, Ohio and yeah, wherever you may be listening. My telephone number 877 Bob Live 877 262 5483. We're going to head to Maryland and we have the privilege of talking to Chester Hey, Chester, welcome, and thanks so much for calling. You're on the air.
4: How you doing, Bob? Nice meeting you, man, and uh, this is my first time calling.
1: <laughs> well, I am glad. I am grateful that you called today. What's on your mind?
4: Well, what's on my mind is that um, the, the Scriptures says plainly and verbally, and it speaks up because that's the Word of God, and um, not only that God breathed, it's Him speaking as we're talking right now. So the, the world... And where we see it right now, and, and what he says is that government shall be upon his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you remember that, that scripture. Yes. And um, and Jesus always uh, talked with the evil ones, with scripture, with scripture, but somewhere or another, they try to blot it out. So, where is the justice, or how can Christians really, 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 very, very believe in what God says in his word and take it and act on that alone rather than calling in? That we do every day. So my question is, where is the justice? And how can Christians, it's probably twofold, how can Christians take the Word of God in their hearts totally and believe it with all their heart, their mind, their soul, and act on that alone so we can get these foxes out of the places that they're at? Well, thank you for allowing me to share. Well,
1: well, thank you. And it's a very complicated question, and I'm going to try to give you a, a quick and simple answer. Uh, one one thing that I emphasize often is the principle of two kingdoms. if If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you are a citizen of two separate kingdoms. There is a secular uh, worldly kingdom, And we live in the United States of America. We are governed by the Constitution. We have political leaders that we elect, and we are told in Scripture to honor those people. Pray for the king, honor, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. There is that physical, political kingdom called the United States. But if we are followers of Jesus, we also live in a heavenly kingdom. We have been transformed into children of God, followers of Jesus, and our constitution is the Word of God, the Bible, the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God. Mm. Those two kingdoms usually coexist well. But sometimes that, that political, secular kingdom called the United States comes into contradiction with the principles of the Word of God and our heavenly kingdom. When that happens, our first responsibility and our first allegiance is to Jesus, because he is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is above presidents and senators and representatives in the Supreme Court and so forth. So, we live on this planet— In whatever political kingdom that we find ourselves, we're in America. We could be in Germany. We could be in Spain. We could be in Russia. We could be somewhere in South America. And we live in that physical, political kingdom and honor the rules, the regulations, the leadership as much as we possibly can. And we live peaceably. When those kingdoms come in conflict— our first allegiance comes to our heavenly kingdom and Jesus Christ. So, we are told to live peaceably with all men. We live under the system of government that has been given to us, and we, we pray for our leaders. We get involved in the political process. We try to elect the very best people that we can for that physical political kingdom, but we don't stress about it. Because as the little children's song says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. So, Chester, sometimes I get really tired of what's going on in this world around us when it doesn't seem like there is justice for all. But I don't lose hope because my hope is not in the in the president or the government my hope is in Jesus, and one day I'm going to see him face-to-face, and I'm going to enjoy eternity in heaven. Now, that's a very simple answer to your question, but does that help, Chester?
4: Yes, it does. And um, it really does, Bob. Thanks for allowing me to share, and thank you for expounding on that, because we need to um, get this, uh, the faith, the impact of that little bit of faith Jesus talks about, Um he says, have a faith of the mustard seed, just a yeah. little bit. It's so impactful, just a little bit. It's almost like an atom, just boom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well,
4: so thankful. Thank you, man. Thank all right, Chester, Thank I'm
1: you. honored that you called today. Thank you so much. God bless you, my brother. Thank you. All right. Uh, I wish we could take a whole hour on this thing of the two kingdoms. Christians must understand that they are members of two separate, distinct kingdoms. Hopefully, they can coexist with each other, and they usually do. But we got to remember where our priorities are. And our priorities are first and foremost in our heavenly kingdom, and that's where I put my faith and trust.